1: And now he brings you even closer to the movers and shakers in the world of high echelon tournament water skiing. From the founder and creator of the Water Ski Broadcasting Company comes the TWBC Podcast. And now here's your host. Tony
0: Lightfoot. Well, greetings, one and all. This is the latest episode of the TWBC podcast. I am the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot, and I have a really, really special guest uh, lined up for you. He's been involved uh, with the Canadian national tournament water ski team since, well, since actually before a lot of uh, a lot of uh, Canadian top uh, top Canadian competitors were, have even been born and uh, i'm glad to have the presence of his company uh, for this podcast his name is steve bush how are you doing sir great tony thanks thanks for having me on good 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 now you've been involved with with the canadian program uh, since uh, what is it 1979 wasn't it uh, actually i started in 1978 oh yeah. 1978 year, year before so you mm-hmm. had plenty of time to prepare uh, for the 1979 Worlds, which, which took place uh, in Toronto, right?
2: Yeah, actually, I started with the team in 1978, and, and ironically, it's just down the road where my first tournament was at Lake David, where the opening ceremonies are going to be. That's where my first tournament was with the national team, uh-huh. and that's where I met the McClintocks, and the rest is history.
0: Okay, obviously we're we're here getting ready for the World Championships here at Sunset Lake just a, just a few miles down the road from from downtown uh, Groveland. So kind of give us a little bit of a sense of how strong the Canadian team is at this moment in time uh given the opportunity to repeat their team overall win two years ago in Malaysia.
2: No, I mean all the teams are tough. I you know, I won't going to and say who's going to win or anything, but we all have strong teams, and I think this is one of our strongest teams ever. Yeah.
0: Okay, so uh, you, let, let's go a little bit deeper into your involvement in the sport. I mean, you said mm-hmm. that you that you assume the role of a Canadian. Uh, what was the proper title, team coach or team manager type deal? Uh, in 1978,
2: I was the, the captain and also the coach, and I co share with uh, Pierre Plouffe. Um, we we coached for two years together. Uh huh. Um, and in 1979, uh, Joel McClintock, uh, he was 19 years old, and he won the overall title. And Patton Mester won, won the, the women's title. slalom. Yes. Yeah. And Bruce Reed was a bronze and jump. And for my first year as a coach, and it's the first I was in the boat. I was doing all the stuff the coach is supposed to do, and uh, that was really special to me. That if I've got four or five. Uh, special events in all the years um, you know, all those worlds and that was a big one
0: Okay, did you expect to, to, uh, to have served as long as you have in this sport uh, since 1978? Not a chance, no, not a chance I didn't
2: think it was going to happen I mean, it just became a way of life, um, things are going good, I'm, I surrounded myself with really good people, I started, I started here, and my first coach was Jack Travers and Jim McCormick lucky little liz liz allen I had all good people sammy deval and the kind of and then our skiers i mean the clintox the reeds the the reenies the rosses the the grahams all those families um were really good mm-hmm. and uh they carried me i mean we still got mcclintox we got like mccormick graham mccormick out there and they're
0: still the same names man very very much a family sport yeah. but to take us back a little bit to uh, to where you actually started as a skier and a competitor uh, way back way back in the 1970s or even a little bit beforehand so kind of take us back to a somewhat simpler time well
2: that's what we you mean it was really fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> i yeah.
0: don't know your words not mine <laughs>
2: yeah no um i skied in uh, british columbia I skied in the ocean and i was fortunate enough uh belong to a club right at, right in my bay and um we had a couple of champions greg athens was in the club george athens was an honorary member so i started right at the high end i knew george had already uh, he won two three world gold medals uh, uh-huh. in 71 and uh, i skied i started I, I figured it out i started uh, skiing at 25 uh, so i could get into that division and do good and, you know I, I wouldn't do a good in the other division so i started at 25 and i i did okay um three event skier and I skied in the World Police Fire Games a few times and uh, Nationals a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, then I just, uh, I had a group of kids around me that uh, I coached and we went to the, all the Nationals and they kept winning and winning. So Reg Barnes, who was the CEO or the Executive Director of Waterski Canada, uh, he said, hey, you want to
0: come and coach the team? I went, you're kidding, no, not me. So there it is. All right then. So uh, besides the role that you, that you have uh, with Team Canada, at the elite level, which you have served on since 1978. I mean, we're in year 2021. I mean, it's absolutely incredible to think that starting from there where you are right now. But you also have... A role with with the up and coming skiers as well, the, the juniors. I've I've seen you on at least a couple of occasions uh, with the juniors over at the Canams, you know, at, and ver- various locales. Uh, kind of kind of give us an overview of of how important that is to you in guiding the future of of, of Canadian water skiing from that from along that path.
2: Yeah, actually, actually, we talked yesterday. I went home and I, I pulled a picture up of uh, of Neely and Paige and Dodo and Conley when they were little and all the medals around their neck. And that's kind of what we have to do. Look, at, look what's what's missing and, and, and uh, get these juniors going. It's like Chile now. If you look at what they're going, they're, mm-hmm. they're building, and we're getting behind because you can see what they're doing. But I'm impressed with our junior. I look after the junior programs, and just this month, I'm turning it over to Cole Grant. He's going to be looking after all our juniors from now on uh-huh. and give me a little bit of free time. But it's so important to get those grassroots and go in and have a system, uh, you know, even in Canada, the cold, the, the, the cold months up there, that they can get down here a few times and, uh, and build a, a team for the future. Um, yeah. I mean, it is all
0: about the, the next gen. Like, yes, absolutely. Now, the the thing that the thing that kind of strikes me a little bit about the Canadian team is is how much support that you give uh, to 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 one or two or a few uh, particular skiers who who may not be for some reason, you know, on on as much of an upward trajectory as some some of the other skiers in a lot of other countries that stay on their teams, you know. I'm comparing it to a few skiers who have been like shoved out to the long grass if they if they don't perform well enough in two or three tournaments. But the Canadian approach is to kind of stay and support those skiers, you know, because eventually, with enough nurturing and enough support, those skiers can rise up and actually be a really good asset for your team going forwards.
2: Yeah, we like to put them under a wing. Like to put somebody under somebody's wing. In other words, if uh, we can get them to go ski with Ryan Dodd or Jerry Llewellyn or Matt Reaney and all of a sudden they get a little bit more than just uh, like a student. All of a sudden these coaches are taking a little bit of pride in their athletes and, and to develop them that way, it's, uh, it's, it's worked, the system's worked. And, you know, without doing that, I mean, with everybody's an athlete, everybody, everybody athlete uh, that we have, uh, you know, they're waiting for something, and, and it's nice that they get communication from the national coach to say, "Yeah, you're doing good." I keep track of all of the kids. I got a spreadsheet right across with the kids all over across Canada, and I touch touch base with them to make sure, give them an attaboy boy or whatever, uh, to let them know we're there for them, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it it, it sounds to me that, and I spoke to Tangay Bene a little bit yeah. beforehand, and obviously you acknowledge him as being one of one of like the finest team coaches out there you know alongside yourself and maybe one or two one or two others and and it's as much about the muscle between your ears as it is the muscle that's in your arms and in your legs and everywhere else that that contributes to being a great great athlete do you subscribe to that
2: yeah i think being mentally tough is is, is really important i i think that's what this is all about right here this weekend uh, is uh, who is uh, who can do performance on the band? Who can ski on Sunday and do their best performance rather than Monday or Tuesday, right? Who,
0: who can do it that day? And, and it's all mental toughness. Absolutely. Now, let's go back historically. Uh, 1991. Uh, World Championships, Linz, Austria. Coming into the final event, which was the men's jumping competition, you had the likes of uh, Jarrett Llewellyn uh, in, in that final uh, trying to uh, to help Team Canada to the uh, to the world overall overall championship, way way back in in 19, 19 or 19 when I'm talking about the team championship. Kind of give us a sense of what was going through your head at that point, because I mean. it I mean, you were so tantalizingly close, you know, going into the men's jump event. And he came through with with the score, and I think one other person on Team Canada came through with with another great score that sealed the deal and broke that long streak of wins in the team competition from the United States ever since the team competition started.
2: Well, in, in fairness to the U.S., they didn't know it was a competition. They'd won everything, and we were chasing, and they didn't know it was a competition. But we won, and we won with Craig and Jarrett. Craig almost won the overall that event. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's... Uh, uh, the late, great yeah. Craig. Yeah, yeah. It was unbelievable what uh, what Jarrett did that weekend and, and the, a lot of weekends after. But, um, yeah, that... I'll never forget that and you know there was quite a celebration after <laughs> apparently um and uh, maybe i'll save that one for my book but um, we had a good time um jim clooney was on the team and, uh-huh and uh, the canadian cannibal himself yeah, yeah and you know it was it was so exciting uh, when i went back to the hotel there's the police were all around and i guess we had done something and i said no canada doesn't do that stuff and i looked at drew ross and he goes I guess we do (laughs) so uh, I'll leave that story alone but uh, yeah they celebrated good we had a good time and you know and 93 was actually a bigger win in Singapore oh yeah man uh unbelievable I mean going just before the tournament Craig Llewellyn gets hurt he thinks he's gonna ski and then Uh, you put Kim to Mercedes yeah uh, Craig thinks he's gonna ski he's got a torn patella he gets over there he can't even flex his leg and he thinks he's skiing that's how tough the guy is so we bring Kim over, luckily she comes in late, first class, she got bumped to first class, shows up, uh, falls off the ramp the first time, and then she goes out and put a, a, a big score, not a great, huge score, but a good score out there, and, the, and I guess Sherry Sloan, all the other girls chased it, and they chased it too hard, and Kim won, I mean, it was a goal, and we won, that team title by two points. It's out of three thousand, man. We're talking. We're talking two,
0: two. Le- two less than a quarter of a nothing,
2: No, 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 no. Not even that. It's a computer glitch. I don't know. We just won, and they took an hour and a half to deliberate that in the jury tower. I remember waiting at the site, and a uh, guy gave me a wink at the last minute. and I went, "Whoa, baby, we made it!" You know. So <laughs> that was. I mean, yeah, Kim doing that, and uh, and the rest of the team. It was. It's just a really good world too for us. First time in Asia. Yeah, yeah it's good.
0: All right, now kind of reminisce to the other times where Team Canada won through the, the team title because after that it was France in 95 and, 97. and then 97 as well, I believe. Uh, to, and then 1999, Italy, Italy that was, that was the first time there was in Italy because there were two back-to-back Italy ones, uh, uh, 99 and 2001. So yeah. uh, kind of go back to those a little bit.
2: Well, everybody put a big part of that that was another big one Susie Graham uh, McCormick um, Craig Jarrett everybody has pitched in on that team again same same players and um, we had a lot of team camaraderie then I mean it was I remember we all painted we had mustaches we, we couldn't shave same as uh, same as I think when in Singapore you know you couldn't shave till we had a medal and uh, oh yeah now it's, everybody doesn't shave but then it was a big deal Um uh, yeah, I have just a lot of team camaraderie, and you know, you know, you just feel it. You feel the, the team was a team, and and you know, USA uh, they got nailed in '91, and they couldn't regroup. In '91, '93, '95, '97, France won, and we won ten-year drought for the U.S. You know, yeah, and that's uncommon. So, so it's good for France, good for us
0: all right then so you come into this competition uh, defending the team the team title and it wasn't uh, all cut and dry coming into the last uh, to the last skiers and in, in that in that event uh, in in 2019 because whitney had to jump enough not only to grab the team title for y'all but also the women's world overall championship as well that must have been uh, you, you must have been with delight when you saw that
2: Well, I don't know how you remember all this stuff, Tony, but I do. Uh, Yeah, specifically, uh, because somebody else did something that maneuvered the scores around in our favor. And the U.S. came over and said, lucky you. I go, what happened? Like, somebody did something to change the scores, and then Whitney went and did her thing and uh, sealed the deal. Um, I I was actually in shock, because we didn't know right until the end. I didn't know. That was closer than anything, you know, because I thought, oh, we're third, we're second, we're third. Oh, we're well, first. We're well, first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's number six, right? That's number six yeah, that's for us. Yeah, that's number six for you Yeah, and and uh, I mean, Jarrett. I mean, you talk about you know, around, surrounding myself with good people. Uh, Jarrett, uh, twenty-five years plus on, twenty-eight years, I think. Okay, on the team. Uh huh. Seven gold medals, five five uh, team medals. I mean, and, and countless other medals, and his Pan Am Games medal. This uh, amazing to have that guy as the center of our focus of our team for that many years. That's why, you know. I mean, I just went along for the ride, to be honest. <laughs> These guys are, are so good. I mean, I, what I do is um, I make it so it's a bit... All you have to do is ski. If we go to a tournament somewhere, I go early. I get lost. I know the streets. I don't need GPS. I know where I am. I have a hotel. I have a car for them. They arrive. I give them water. I give them money. They're asleep. All the other cars are... People are looking for... Uh, car rentals and that, and they were wood and then we're gone, you know. And they get to the place and they don't have to do squat but ski, right?
0: Yeah, indeed. Yeah. And actually, uh, actually, I hear stories from here and there. But uh, is it is it true that you actually go go to the site of the World Championships uh, beforehand and do recon on the hotels and the site itself and everything that goes along with the World Championships long before Team Canada ever sets foot? Uh, to practice uh, for the world championships let alone compete
2: well I, I try to keep the same time zone so i'll go a year a year previous i'll go ahead on my own mm-hmm. i went to asia on my own i went to south america europe and just scout it all out get to know the lay of the land get to know no know people in the hotel uh, hey mr bush good to see you again <laughs> you know, it's like it worked i mean it's not a game it's uh, it's it's kind of fun on my part i get to travel a bit and um it, it and it's productive these These guys like, um, I mean Ryan. What do I do for Ryan Dodd? I go, you're going to turn this way, turn it? No, he knows what he has to do. Um, I get him a nice place to stay. I get him his food, his water, his massage, whatever he needs. He just comes there and goes and skis. And that's, that's all I can do for him, you know.
0: All right. Based on an individual level, I mean, we talked about Team Canada for the team team titles. Uh, among the individuals, I know it's hard to actually point out and say which one you take the most pleasure in. But obviously, but you know, the likes of Whitney McClintock and Jarrett Llewellyn, and and now today, the prospect of maybe celebrating the same with Dorian Llewellyn being at the men at the top of the the field in the men's overall competition. You know, I mean. Yeah. It's 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 really hard, isn't it, to, to no, separate I, I, them? You
2: know, they're like my kids. To be honest, like just think about it. I'm coaching kids of coach guys I coached. That's the whole deal. You know, it's the third, second generation, and uh, when I look at what Whitney did in 70, er, 2009 in Canada, right? Yeah, they say three gold medals plus the team gold, four gold medals,
0: the Golden Girl on the back uh, on the back uh, page of every newspaper yeah, in Canada. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's pretty special. Um, but then there's you know, Susie, Susie Graham, Jim Clooney, you know, and the Reed family, and all the... And, all the t- and some, I mean, one of the biggest ones ever is Judy McClintock Messer in 70 or 85... It, it were 85, yeah. 85, she... This is this... We had this two-jump rule in the preliminary round, and all she had to do was go jump like 100 feet or something, and she skipped out on the first one, and the next one, she just got like 99 feet or something, and she missed the overall... By nothing. And I mean, she was devastated. And she goes up into the mountains, comes back the next day, and she wins the gold and the tricks. And the tricks. And then uh, 10 years later, she came back and won the overall in France, you know, in Ruckerburn. And uh, I mean, man, that's, and she just got better each round. And because she had, she had two kids, she was relaxed, she just, she just played with the kids, my turn to ski, and she got better each round. Um, yeah
0: just absolutely remarkable what motivates skiers you know uh, the kind of things that uh, that work in their favor and everything and you know every skier is different but uh, we'll kind of leave it on that yeah, a little bit thanks Th- thank you very much indeed Steve uh, for your participation in the TWBC podcast but is there anything you would like to say by way of thanks or a shout out to to uh, to to someone that has really helped get you from from where uh, from from where you were to where you are right now your microphone is yours Well, first of all, thank
2: you for doing the webcast. It's come a long way. Just like in skiing, it's come a long ways. When I started, uh, women's slalom was two at uh, thirty-five. Now it's two at forty-one. It's like you know, and everything's come involved. But along the way, uh, you know, there's a guy, Reg Barnes. He was president of uh, USA Waterski. He got me started, and Clint Ward, uh, Pierre Pluff, and uh, and then you know uh, the guys that. that I coached became my friends, like the, the Drews and the Mats and the Jarretts and, and uh, Jim Clooney's and that. So uh, they're the ones that kept me going. Um, and also then I look at the next generation and I go, well, yeah, this is this is kind of fun. So a shout-out to all those juniors that uh, that are now skiing in this event, like mm-hmm. like Neely and Paige and Dodo and Conley. They're all here, right? Those four kids, right? So, yeah, and uh, yeah. And anyway in this uh, Water Street Canada and also the biggest supporter we got is Sport Canada you know they look after me I've been to all the coaching courses you know coaches of Canada and that's really helped us too um, in the long run over the years so so that's a that's a lot of thanking but uh, yeah indeed Sorry about that.
0: But, hey, yeah. that's not a problem. Not a problem at all. And uh, you've been listening to Steve Bush. I'm Tony Lightfoot. This has been the latest edition of the TWBC Podcast. And until next time, it is ciao for now. Yeah.
1: Thank you for listening to the TWBC Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.